my name is India and welcome to My Way to Nowhere, a podcast for all the crazy and random thoughts in all of us. Grab your tea, sit back and enjoy travel stories, feminist rambles, music eats and so much more. Welcome back to my interview with Nico. I want to get straight into it, but before we do, I just want to mention again, I'm so sorry for the noises. I live on a boat, there's a storm outside. Weird squeaky noises and splashes are just part of the adventure. Welcome back. Okay, I want to talk about Yes Theory because I just they're just amazing. How did you find them? So I found them when they were oh, wow. so brother on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, like at the very beginning. Yeah. That's before like they started doing all the YouTube things. And then is when they got this response. So you sent them to the house and they actually mm. got serious with them. I watched like the first video. I was just mm-hmm. like, yes, this is the lifestyle that I want to live. You know, yeah. I felt like I fit in like like the first time because I grew up in a very small town with like people don't travel there you know yeah and it's it's different I needed a different view in what you can do in life not just study and then get a job and you know when I found them yeah get married yeah yeah and all that I was thinking about was I need to study and get a good education because if not what's the point of life you know, and then finding them is like an eye opener to that doesn't really matter. All that matters is that you're alive, and you've got the now and the here, and you've got the power to do whatever you want with it. Yeah, exactly. What a, what about them? Other than that, what about them? Like, made you just love it so much? I think. It was, I think I was 16 when they put out the video of um, having a party for free, like out of favours from other people. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's uh-huh. one of my favourites. And that, I don't know, it kind of convinced me into, well, I want to make a party out of people's favours. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was 16, it was all I was thinking about. Um. Well, yeah, that's the thing about their videos is that it's obtainable. Like, there were some videos where, yes, when they travel, that's a little bit, you know, can't really do that sometimes. But some things just, the way they just are kind to people and and do all these really cool things in their house and and all that stuff, it's just normal stuff. Mm, It's not stuff, like, that you need money for or, or anything. It's just, yeah, it's obtainable. Yeah, it totally is. How have you practiced seeking discomfort? I feel like I've... It's changed my life completely, and the person that I am today Mm. wouldn't be the same if I hadn't discovered Yes Theory when I did. Like, since then, my whole mindset changed, and I stopped focusing on studies and, you know, this lifestyle that I didn't want to live. Mm. Um, Also, I was still, you know, getting my grades and just making the people around me happy and society happy, I guess. But yeah. then, when I finished high school in Spain or college or I don't know, I don't really know how you call the different education things in different countries. But when I was 18, um, I 
met someone who was a flight attendant and said, that looks like a fun lifestyle, so I'll do that. I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for Yes Theory. I would have probably, wow. you know, gotten into university and I'd still be there doing something that I don't really like. Beginning of 2020, I decided to make a career change um, that I also wouldn't have done if it wasn't for seeking discomfort. Um, and yeah. it also applies to traveling and traveling solo and, you know, actually buying that ticket rather than just waiting for someone to join you. Because lots of the time, I wouldn't push myself unless I had someone else to say, we should do this and this is right. You know, I always wanted yeah. to do something I had that feel. But I get wrong. that. But How do you feel about solo traveling? Like, the first time that you solo traveled, for me, it was like an odd experience because, well, I was 17, I was in Italy, I didn't know really how to speak Italian, and... There were so many times that I was looking around and I was like, kind of looking at someone to like, yay, let's share this experience together. But it wasn't the case. And as much as I, I did, I as much as that was annoying, yeah. I just love solo traveling. And now when I travel with someone, I'm just like, oh, I know, it's very, <laughs> not... very hard to find someone who's kind of on the same it's page, okay. you know, as you. So how did you find that? I well, I've I've been travelling most of my life, like you have. You know, the first time I got on a plane, yeah. I was three months old. Um, <laughs> I had family in England and France, in Spain, and then my family's always been moving around and always going to nature and you know just enjoying it because that's what we have to do. Yeah. So the first time I solo travelled was actually inside another trip. So when I turned 18, mm. I went traveling with two friends. We went interrailing around Europe for a month. Yeah. And one thing that I had on my bucket list back then was when I turned 18, I wanted to celebrate my birthday in a festival. So I booked a ticket to a festival in Germany. And my friends, they didn't want to come because they were already traveling. And they it was one of the first times that they were leaving Europe. So... I mean, leaving their own country. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm going to get this by myself. And I went to a mm -hmm. festival in the middle of nowhere in a country where I don't know the language or anything. Yeah. Because um, it's German. With 18,000 people for five days. Honestly, every time you talk about this, I just, I love hearing all the stories and just the... the Actually, the way you tell it, it just seems so amazing. Well, it is one of the best experiences I've ever had. So even the negatives that happened there, because yeah. I lost my wallet, you know, and we're in the middle of nowhere. Well, not surprising for well, you. Not... <laughs> well, that's a chat that we can have in another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got an addiction to losing things. Yeah, 100%. And like just buying it and then oh well just casually slipping in the conversation oh well i've lost the thing that i bought for like 500 euros like five minutes ago i've just lost it you're making me sound filthy rich and <laughs> no <laughs> sorry i did i say 500 i meant like five yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> <was> more honest <laughs> You see, travelling story, nothing goes to plan. Nothing. Oh, never. The more plans you have, the less you're going to do. 
according okay. to that. So that's why, again, stuff like that yesterday has taught me. Just mm-hmm. go with the flow and just see what happens when you're outside. Talk to people. You know, go somewhere by yourself. Make friends. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's and it's it's that. Like, my favourite yesterday video is the Abandoned in Paris one with Amar. Oh, I love the Abandoned videos. They're so good. It's oh, so, so good. And... And it's like, when I first watched it, I was like, no way is he going to find anyone. This is Paris. Because they need to find someone to get them the food and drink and everything. They have nothing on them. Exactly. And it's relying on the kindness of strangers. They don't speak the language. And plus, it was like in the middle of winter and it was snowing, so poor him. But then he ended up finding these amazing guys that took him in. was like, we're going to get you dinner. We're going to go to a party as well. And then, like, let him stay there. And they were so lovely. And that's lifelong friends, just like that. I know. What are the top three things that you want to do in your bucket list? So the first thing that I want to do is to leave Europe because I haven't done that yet. Well, then after that is the bus project where Mm -hmm. I want to get... Ideally, a school bus and convert that to a house on wheels and just travel around the world in it. Yeah. And then the other one is to help people and to help, in general, animals and the planet and, you know, just go around planting seeds rather than just stepping on crops. What is the one thing that you couldn't travel without? A journal. A journal. A journal. I feel like... When I'm traveling, um, I pay more attention to details. Mm. I like to kind of, you know, journal every day or write certain things down that I don't want to forget. Or even just writing the simple, like, small things that happen in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, a walk or, like, a tree that you see that looks nice. And writing that down, when you read it in a few weeks, months, or years, you're going to be able to visualize that place again and remember it and i don't know i just feel yeah. like a nice way of storing experiences that we've had in our brains you know because if not we end up forgetting about lots of things mm, i like that i think that's one thing that you have taught me because you know we always take so many pictures but then actually never look at them again you think of all the details and you just kind of romanticize everything and mm. you're reading back what it felt like yeah exactly it's more which, reading which is more important than just what you can sense through your eyes what was your experience like going to the uk when you were younger versus now right so this one i was thinking about it quite a lot because when i was a child i'd always come here with a similar point of view to the one that you have when you're traveling. I mean, when you're like yeah. on holidays. Because mm-hmm. my parents would come here to work in a summer school where people come and stay with us for like two or three weeks, teenagers, um, to learn English. And, you know, they have lessons and activities and all that. And mm-hmm. I would join in. And that's, that was my, my life. It was being in the school with them or helping out my parents in the school. Mm-hmm small chores here and there um 
versus when now I'm here living by myself and with, well, not anymore because of COVID, but with lots of options of things to do. Um, and I've kind of been for the last months just guiding myself by the universe, if you want to call it like that. Like, I would yeah. just take the opportunities that come um, and that seem right. Because I don't think it's a time where you can plan things and, you know, expect. So I would rather be surprised by what's coming ahead. People always ask me this, and I'm not going to ask you because I know how annoying it is, um, but you know that question of, do you feel more English or do you feel more Spanish? That is, like, the dreaded question. How do you feel having two amazing nationalities and being able to speak um, Spanish and English and, you know, just having so much culture from the get-go? I'm very grateful for it. I think it's something that I never actually think as a privilege in a way because I'm just, you know, born with it. But I'm very grateful that it made me, you know, travel since a very young age and meet a lot of people and open my mind to things that I don't know yet. I mean, being bilingual is like, you know, my biggest thing on my CV. I don't think I'd get any job <laughs> if I wasn't. I can relate to that. You know, when I moved back to England, it was so shocking that everyone could speak English. <laughs> I know you guys forget. I mean, literally, four years in Spain... Mm. And then I went to England and I got so used to speaking English being like, nobody's going to understand what I'm saying. Mm. And my friends were like, India, shush. <laughs> you can't say that out loud in public. <laughs> oh, it's really funny, like these tiny things that we forget about. Yeah, totally. I know it's about words. Yeah, oh my exactly. God. I don't know That's the to... main thing. I don't, I don't know how to speak two languages. I don't know how to speak any. So what's your weirdest story? So that would have to be um, when I went to Amsterdam with two friends. We were staying in a campsite and they had a day where they just didn't really want to do anything and just relax. So I decided to go in a walk by myself and I chose a path that I hadn't chosen before. And mm -hmm. that took me through this street and there were some houses and there was this man, so it's like his late 50s early 60s and he was putting out some sculptures in his front mm -hmm. in his front sport front porch um so of course mm -hmm. i thought it would be suitable to approach him and ask you know what's going on here <laughs> um is it amazing like with kind of like a galaxy series kind of like a star trek star trek or like you know some some weird costume from the galaxy that's the only way i don't know how to describe it kind of like alien also um so i asked him if that was like an exposition and he told me that that's actually just his hobby and he's run out of space and then he invites me to you know go through the back gate into his garden and he'll show me the rest of his things so I decide that's a good idea um and I go this by the way is all because of yes theory <laughs> this is all because of yes theory so you can <laughs> yes um but yeah so I open that back door 
there's things everywhere. Everywhere. The wall hanging from the trees, like, full of things. There's, like, shelves with, like, heads on them, like, made out of foam. There's just... He had a chicken running around. Like, there was everything there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he showed me around. As you do. Doctors. As you do. Yeah, and then he brought out a veil, a wedding veil, and put that on me. And then he started getting a bit weird. Uh, That's when you realised that he was weird? That's a question. That's when you realised that he was weird, okay. Yeah, that was also, that's after he was, like, telling me about his, like, life story and, you know, the things that he's been dealing with, and he opened up quite a lot. Yeah. Um talking about addiction and toxic things, And then he kept on offering to, you know, make a space in his garden so I could spend the night there in my tent. Um, He offered that quite a lot. And then I said no. And um, I ended up leaving with three stones that he gave me. and they were beautiful, but they all lasted a week and then they disappeared. And, you know, for me, it's like, if I lose a stone, wow. break a stone or something like that, it's because I'm not meant to have it, so. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but that that is the, I think that's the weirdest experience I've had traveling. <laughs> that's a pretty good story. That's, yeah, that is deemed, deemed weird. Okay, I want to end this incredible interview with this question. How do you keep positive during this time? I do stay positive. I stay positive um, through meditating and being around people that bring positive vibes in me. Of course, I'm still working, so that makes it easier to have a good work environment right now. Mm-hmm. And just being open about how I'm feeling and what point I am, I am at with people that I actually care about. I feel like also doing a social media detox, yeah. which I've been doing lately, that also helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was using that kind of to evade reality and just, you know, live the yeah. fake life in a screen, um, which can get very toxic. But I think that's not doing that, I feel much better. But yeah, you know, and also by continuing to learn new skills and. Um, just, I feel like I'm growing as a person, finding passions that, you know, you have to work with, I guess. That's amazing. And I hope that you, you know, continue on being the positive sunshine that you are. Light and love. Just light and love. And just being such an amazing person. I love you so, 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 so much. And thank you so much for for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me here. I hope it's not too hard to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's lots of bloopers. <laughs> I think half of it is us just laughing. <laughs> so thank you so much again. And bye. <laughs> bye. Day, life, and whatever you are in the world, I send you good vibrations and love and peace. Bye.
love and light. Light and love. Light and love, that's the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs>